Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk 107.1. Hey guys, we're here to entertain you. Bradley has a story. I don't know the details, and I have to hear everything about this true crime story. Yeah, okay. I got to turn my mic on. Sorry, yeah. I got sidetracked because this story just like sometimes you know how you read a headline and you're like, I have to keep reading, right? Yeah. Oh, Dawn. Here's the headline: Widow. Who writes book on grief after her husband dies, charged with his murder? <gasps> what? Oh my gosh! Dawn. Okay. This story is so bizarre, creepy, and really will keep you up at night. I I could not stop reading about this. Okay, so here's the thing. I read this over at the New York Post. There's a woman. She's a mother of three. Her name is uh, Corey Darden Richens, 33 of Summit County, Utah. She wrote a book after her husband died, uh, I was going to say, not mysteriously, but out of the blue, her husband dies. She writes a book for children about losing a loved one and dedicates it to her lovely father, husband, who has this, you know, who's died. Okay. Not her father and husband. It wasn't. I'm her sorry. Father. It was oh, the father God. of her children. I'm like, there's some weird stuff. Her going. husband, You're the father sure of her Arkansas. children. Okay. They have three kids. Okay. Utah. Okay. So she's uh, she was has now been charged with first degree aggravated murder, three counts of second degree possession of a controlled substance with an intent to distribute. Well, Why? Well, here's what happened. Here's the murder. So you haven't heard about this story, right? No. Or I should say, here's the death. Um. Because, uh, okay, let me just pull this up here. Do, 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 do. Yeah, okay. So here's what happened. Allegedly, her husband, she goes to sleep with her kid because I guess one of her kids was sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, she essentially goes to check on him or goes back to bed and finds that he's cold. She calls 911 because he's dead. Mm. They attempt to, you know, resuscitate him. They're unable to do so. He was declared dead. She says to police that she made her husband a mixed vodka drink to celebrate his sale of a home for her business. They're selling like really expensive real estate, all this stuff. And she tells investigators that, like I said, she fell asleep with one of the kids who was having a nightmare. And then when she goes back to the room, she then told police that she had left her cell phone in the couple's bedroom. But then they later find out that actually she had deleted some messages and she had her cell phone with her. 
when she was with the kid. So that was like the, one of the first things we're like, okay, well something doesn't add up here. Come to find out he died from like an overdose of fentanyl, like five times the amount necessary to kill a person. Oh my gosh. If I remember correctly. Gosh. Well, um, I, I have a question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did anybody suspect that things weren't going right? Were, was their business failing or? Yeah. So, you know, you're, the motive? it's one of those stories where you read it and you go, okay, this seems really out of the blue, right? Like, why would you suspect the wife? Because of course, you know, I mean, they seem like, they, I mean, you look at the pictures, they're an amazing, they look like a beautiful young family. Yeah. They're very successful. All of those things. Well, then as I continued to read the story, Dawn, she has tried to poison him before. What? Not on one. Did she tell someone at a pool party or what? Tell someone at a pool party. Like, how do they know she's tried to poison him before? Because he's like, I'm afraid my wife's trying to poison me. He's told his sisters this. There was a what? time they were on vacation. He called home to say, like, I think my wife tried to poison me because she made me a drink and I got violently ill. Um, so it was clear from the beginning that there was something wrong with this relationship. He went so far as to change his life insurance policy to his sister (gasps) because he thought his wife was after him for the money. The only problem with that scenario is not a problem, but like the flaw in that thinking is she still thought the life insurance was signed over to her. And so come to find out that she had a relationship with, somebody oh. that she worked with. Okay. I don't know if it was like a romantic relationship, but essentially got pills from this person, fentanyl. God. And um it was the fentanyl that ultimately led to his death, so she poisoned his cocktail. Wow. I mean, it's so crazy and like I said, they uh, you know, it, it, it this wasn't the first time because again, that one-off experience you're like, "Oh, that's terrifying." But it sounds like this is something she had tried to do more than once, which is just even more disturbing. I mean, if there's any reason to go to marriage counseling, it's my wife, I think, tried to poison I don't know that me. marriage counseling is... Uh, well, at least get it out in the open so that somebody else knows. So the cupping, uh, according to the story that I read, the couple seemingly had issues long before his death. One of his sisters told investigators that he'd called her from a vacation in Greece with his wife earlier, years oh. earlier, claiming that she'd made him a drink that made him violently ill. Don't you then want to know, like, what kept him... Like, did he think, oh, well, she couldn't possibly have done that? But, like, the fact that you consider that your wife could be capable of that? Yeah, I'm not staying with her. so many questions. Yeah. I I don't want to, like, blame the victim at all. No, no, no. But that is unbelievable. And then she has the audacity to write a kid's book about grief. Yeah, and if you look at the story. You you caused the grief. Yeah, if you look at the story and, like, the cover of the book, literally it has her dead husband. As oh, a I see. Oh, no. In the clouds with yeah. the halo and wings. Oh, boy. It's real disturbing. And if you look at the photos, they look like any other happy couple. She yeah. looks like she looks like I mean, this is like a lifetime movie special. If for, uh, if uh, other than the fact that it's a real tragedy that actually happened, she literally oh, my poisoned her husband and then wrote a book about grief for kids. Oh no, I ah! see him up in the clouds. Oh, this is really really terrible. Yeah, this this is really shocking. So is this 
um, going to be, this is just an article in um, the New York Post. Are we going to see some type of a, I'm sure there's already some type of a movie in the works. Is she in jail? Um, I don't know. Yes, she's in jail, but I don't, there's nothing about anything in the works, but to me, that is a like this is a lifetime movie special. I don't want to dramatize somebody else's tragedy, no, but at the but, same time, oh it just God. seems larger than life and beyond reality and also is terrifying because every time I watch an episode of this or some other show, uh, or not an episode of this, meaning an episode hearing a story like this like or Dateline. watching an episode of Dateline where they're like, she was slowly poisoning her husband with the aquarium uh, the, you know, aquarium cleaner tablets over a period of eight years. And I'm just like, I can't, I don't want to live in a world where it's possible that the person that you look over and say goodnight to every night is slowly plotting your death. I, it's just like, like, I don't want to live in that world. No, like, no. I don't think Jamie's plotting my death. No, but it you, clearly can. But if you, let's say, let's just. Let's just say that you suspected it. What would you do? Would you, I mean, this was years before when he was in Greece. So she's like, this is a good opportunity. Everything will get messed up with his body being overseas. And surely I won't have to pay the piper. Yeah. Or they won't investigate me. In February of 2022, they had a Valentine's Day dinner. I didn't even mention this, where he became very ill. <gasps> On Valentine's Day? She's trying to poison him? She broke out, or he broke out in hives, couldn't breathe, and passed out, and <gasps> needed to use his son's EpiPen and take Benadryl. He believed then that he'd also been poisoned. Eric told a friend that he thought his wife was trying to poison him. The acquaintance told investigators that she'd uh, that this person who offered the medication, she contacted him and said that, I need something stronger, something like the Michael Jackson stuff. Oh, and my that's God. When, that's when she got the fentanyl, and that's what ultimately led to his death. This is fascinating and Mike, super sad. Do we have someone on the line? No. Uh, all right. Terribly, terribly sad story. Um, I'm going to put that. Can we put that in the show link so if people want to read in it's detail? Because it is yeah. so, so terrifying, and I don't want to live in that world. Please and thank you when we come back. From true crime to... Selena Gomez. Oh, you told us this story about Selena Gomez, kidney donor, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, we have more on that story? Yes, we do. We um, have the friend's dad speaking out now. Fabulous. We'll do that when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Here's a little mini experience from Donna and Steve. Matthew McConaughey. He is hosting. Hey, My Talkers. Bradley here for my good friends at Your Boat Club. What are you going to be up to uh, this summer? Well, have I got an idea for you. My friends at Your Boat Club have a trial membership available. It's just $19.95 with tons of options to upgrade. It's going to allow you to fall in love with summer on the water. Here's the thing. Your Boat Club has 30 locations in Minnesota, Minnesota alone. In fact, they've also got locations in Wisconsin, Illinois. They've even got locations in Florida. You just show up, boat, and head home. It's literally that easy. So if your plan includes being on the water this summer, I want you to check out the offer from your boat club. Their trial membership again, 1995, tons of options to upgrade. All you have to do and uh, to learn more is head to yourboatclub.com. Like I said, they take care of the work so you can take care of the fun. Head to yourboatclub.com today and tell them Bradley sent you.
If back pain is stopping you from enjoying your everyday activities, start at Summit. With no referrals needed, simple online scheduling and same-day appointments. So- the cleaning the floor and everyone is The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk, 1071, Everything Entertainment. Oh, boy. Selena Gomez, uh, things have cropped up in the last couple of days in- involving the pro- paparazzi following her ex-best friend who donated the kidney to her. Uh, oh, this yeah. Is, we talked uh, about her Francia uh, Reza. And um, she's been being uh, the Selenators, the Selena Gomez fans have been just bullying her online and yeah, saying really awful, horrible, awful horrible things horrible to her. Things. You know, she they were friends and then they kind of fell out a little bit because last November, Selena Gomez in an interview said the only person that she is um, close with in the industry is Taylor Swift. Well, Francia herself is on uh was on the show Growish or is currently on that show. She's been in several things. So she is in the industry and I guess she really took that hard. You know, it was pro- she probably just misspoke and then Selena kind of made it worse by going on TikTok and saying, "I'm sorry I didn't mention everyone I know." Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Oh boy." <laughs> so anyway, she unfollowed Selena Gomez and this coming from somebody who gave you a kidney, you know, it just didn't set well with some people. No, it comes across as incredibly rude. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're not there. We don't know the ins and outs of their relationship. But now, Francia's father, it looks like he spoke out about um, the situation. He was on, it looks like, um, Premier Impacto. Okay. It was a show last November, uh, and it was a a show just a news it's like a news magazine type show and he said that they fell out also because his daughter confronted selena gomez because she didn't stop drinking after his daughter donated a kidney to her so there's some bad blood between the two of them because she thought she shouldn't be drinking after her kidney transplant because i would imagine that's hard on your kidneys yeah or something yeah, now the host then questioned if their fallout was provoked by Selena Gomez's drinking. And uh, because they also talked to him about, like, why wasn't she mentioned in Selena Gomez's documentary? That was also a big thing. Her documentary on mental illness that not mental illness. I'm sorry. Um, her her uh, my mind in me. Uh, it was a very open documentary that Selena Gomez did about her growing up in the music industry and her struggles with her own mental Yeah, and it was that that they, she doesn't mention Francia, right? And people pointed that out. Yeah. Well, he is saying um, part of it was because Selena doesn't like her anymore because she called her out on the drinking. Quote, love, money, and fame changes the whole world, including Selena. The host then asked, is this... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Fallout is by Selena Gomez is drinking. And um, there's a difference when Selena is drinking, he said. Francia told Selena that she didn't give her her kidney so she could go out and drink. Oh, God. Oof. I don't think you, well, I don't know. I mean, look, I've never had the experience of giving or receiving a kidney. Right. Nor what goes into that, nor do I know their relationship. But that sounds pretty cold because I don't think that's how it works. And right? I like, also, is there any, you can't have an expectation if you're going to do something like that, or at least it seems like it would be, dis, it just wouldn't be appropriate to have opinions about somebody's lifestyle after the fact. I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, you can certainly be bummed out about it or ticked off, but I don't know that I would raise that issue with the person. And you never know. I don't know what the medical I don't I personally don't know if it's okay if it's like they say you can live your life just like you did before. She does suffer from lupus. I don't know if, um, you know, I just don't know. Horrible to drink like that's Selena. That's on Selena. That's right. And Kidney is hers now. Yeah, once, uh, as Oprah says, once you give someone a gift, it's their gift, and you yeah. release yourself from it. Yep. So I, I don't know. I'm not. I think that maybe just being misinformed or not knowing all the facts medically, you know, might have caused that problem. Or it's a judgment that maybe was a quick judgment, and maybe you can but have some also, alcohol. You know, relate when you have a relationship with someone, you're also able to be immature and irrational, and that's fine. But that's between them. And that's that's, a, right. that's for them to work out. The problem is, is that when I know about this stuff, I'm going to have opinions. And, you know, we're not trolls online most of the time, but we are public people talking about something we are not personally familiar with. Right. So we're speculating. And that's a thing. When you take that to social media, it becomes even more dangerous because, of course, then people are not only forming their own opinions and having their own, you know, conversations about an issue they know very little about. They're turning it into personal attacks. And that's why, you know, while it's not wrong for them to have, I mean, feelings are feelings. Feelings are feelings. And people have disagreements and arguments all the time. It does not mean that you need to go after somebody and tell them that you want to like do horrible things to their body as yeah. people were doing to that poor girl. So, uh, the only thing woman. here that I have a judgment about is that I'm not really cool on this father on this national television program talking about these things. Yeah. You know, it, you might be really mad for your daughter and feel slighted and have your own feelings about it, but to go out there and say this stuff in the public realm. I'm well, maybe judging. he's like tired of her being attacked online. I mean, I don't yeah. know what a father goes through, but at the same time, you're you're right in the sense that that's just going to further fan the flames of people right. having opinions about it. Right, and he's probably seeing, uh, you know, all of these people um, judging Francia about her, you know, falling out with Selena yeah. and, and saying, let say, me tell you what's really going on with Selena. She's drinking. What I will say, too, is that, like, it's a little imbalanced. I mean, there are a lot more people caring about and feeling a certain way about Selena than there are about Francia. 
And so I imagine that's a very that dangerous thing. That is imbalanced. Thing. You're totally right about that. Yeah. Dawn, thank you so much for that update. When we come back, you want to interpret some dreams? Yeah. Fabulous, because I know there's a long list of listeners who would like to know what's going on when they go to sleep at night. We'll find out when we return right here on The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071. Having a wonderful time. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. It's Don McLean for Livia Weight Control Centers. Do you want to lose some weight before summer? Well, Livia will be great for you because maybe you're looking through your summer clothes. You maybe put on a dress or some shorts because the weather's getting nice and you're like, Okay, yes, I have gained some weight. Well, Livia can help you with that. Whether it's 20 pounds or 100 pounds, you can do it with Livia. And I did the program, and it was very successful for me. I lost 30 pounds. It was actually a little bit more than I thought that, you know, I I went beyond what my goal was, which was absolutely spectacular. And I also learned how to maintain my weight loss, and I feel great so you can get three months free if you mention me just before summer wouldn't it be great to lose those extra pounds they can help you like i said three months free when you mention me 855 go livia or go to livia.com join now and receive three months free when you mention me Hey, it's Donna for Spire Credit Union. You know, a truly free checking account is not a thing of the past. Not at Spire. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. My Talk 1071. We are here for you, telling you all the latest in entertainment news. And also, in this segment every Wednesday, I interpret dreams. Why don't you tell me about your dream? I was back in high school, and I was supposed to take a test. I was making it work again. I was driving my car, and I couldn't control it. Then, I fell off a cliff with Leonardo DiCaprio. Do you know what this dream means? Dreamweaver Dawn. Dreamweaver Dawn. Dawn, are you going to do dreams again for the listeners? Yes, I am. Fabulous. And Dawn will tell you how you can have fun with your dreams and how get you can get her to tell you what they mean in just a moment but uh we've got plenty of dreams to get to today are you ready yeah i want to take some time with some of these that are have many symbols in them good i cannot wait so here is an email from listener kathy swimming in a big pool there are whales i'm trying to keep away from them (laughs) yeah i'm finally able to roll up the steps can't walk due to swim fins. Oh, well, it's very detailed. And out of pool. Next thing I know, I'm being attacked by a small demon baby. Oh. And I must have yelled out loud because I heard my dog bark from downstairs and I fully woke up. There were so many other strange dreams last night. I had a few beers. Wonder what it was. Why? <laughs> yes. Or no, wonder if that was why. Sorry. Yes, because she had a few beers. Yeah. Okay, so no, I can usually can tell when people have a few beers by their dream. So if you demon or, babies in a pool. Uh, okay, so if something morphs into something else, I go. Uh, okay, um, yes. I mean, no judgment here, but maybe some type of an altered substance of some sort. 
causes that to happen. Okay, interesting. Like, oh, look, here comes my dog. It's a demon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, there's Grimace. And now Probably he's my had mom. Probably a pina colada. It's fine. <laughs> right. It's okay. So that is usually um, what happens if you're under the influence when you go to sleep. And a lot of times you aren't able to discern, like, okay, I'm dreaming or I'm not dreaming. It seems very, um, you're kind of, you feel a little bit stuck in the dream. And that's not a great feeling either. Yeah. So, um, so this dream is a little bit terrifying personally to me because of the whales in the swimming pool. Yeah, Dawn doesn't like deep water. I don't like I don't like large creatures in the water that I can't see that are coming, and that would be a whale. Um, it's a primal fear. I don't know why, but anyway, back to Kathy. So water, we know is conscious life experiences. So here you're in some type of a situation where you're probably in your life feeling overwhelmed by whatever's happening happening in your conscious life. So if you're dreaming about like being in a kayak and you're just floating above the surface, you're feeling fine in your everyday life. You're in a pool and you're terrified. So this is scary. So you're either just Dawn in every waking moment of her life or you're Kathy in a dream. <laughs> right. Okay, so whales have to do any type of a fish, um, which I know that they give, you know, live births. So, but let's just pretend... That um, so whales or fish are spirituality and a whale is a big thing with your spirituality okay. and you're actually afraid of it. It also might have to do with some type of a habitual nature that you have. Okay. So maybe you're just afraid of, you know, maybe you've strayed away from your spirituality or you're getting into something that has to do with your spirituality. That is something that's caused you some fear and consternation during the day. You're well, being overwhelmed by your daily life. That's interesting that you mentioned spirituality because in the very next sentence, she talks about demons. I know. So she and then she tries to get out of the pool. So she tries to remove herself from consciously thinking about things and sort of going into like, OK, I'm not in the water anymore. Yeah. But then she's being attacked by a demon baby. So what something the heck does that mean in your dream? Well, I don't ever want to have a demon baby in my dream. Well, a baby is a new idea. And she's afraid of this new idea. She's actually made it into something that is um, monster-like, which would just mean this is like a a fear that is unsubstantiated or um, it's probably so it's probably like a fear of change because when you're being attacked or pursued by someone or something that is you're afraid you're going to die ultimately. And death is change. So this baby is a vehicle for change that she's afraid of. Okay. All right. So we've got the spirituality and then, and these are all things that Kathy has to work out herself because we don't know what's going on in her life, but hopefully that will help. She can do the math. Yeah. And those beers probably made you have those over exaggerated images. Okay. All right. So spirituality, new ideas, don't drink before bed. Now, we've got another email from listener Jessica, and she says, Hi, Don. I am wondering if you can interpret my recurring dream of 20 years. A long time ago, in a land far, far away. No, she said, in a long time ago, I was a server in a restaurant. Since then, I've had recurring server dreams that take one of several variations. Number one, I didn't notice the table way, I didn't notice the table way in the back. They've been there for a long time and are angry. Rightfully so, if you didn't notice them. Number two, the restaurant changed format and suddenly it's German. And we all need to speak German. (laughs) Number three, I didn't see my name on the schedule and missed a shift. Exclamation point. 
that's yeah, that's a big deal. Uh, and number four, yeah, wow, this is just all the hits. We took a direct <laughs> hit from a tornado. The restaurant wasn't damaged, no one was hurt, but boy, was it terrifying. What do you think it means, Dawn? You'd be setting 20 years of questioning. Oh, boy. Settling, rather, 20 years of questioning if you can interpret this. Okay. All right. So this is a lot of pressure, but I'm going to say all of this has to do with how you deal with your own productivity. So how productive are you in your daily life? You're constantly being nagged. You're nagging yourself constantly like, oh, my God, I'm going to forget that thing. Do you write things down in multiple calendars? Are you afraid that you're not going to be able to complete certain tasks because you either forget, you either don't understand enough because it's so unfamiliar to you that you're like, I'm going to put that off because I don't get it. That would be the German part. You're not comprehending the language. Oh, sure, yeah. And then the, uh, I'm not going to even remember that it's there. And then just not even showing up to work means that... um, And there's an excuse for it. So you didn't even know that you were supposed to do these things. Um, And then tornado, that would be like inner chaos. So you've got all of these things and it's all pressure on herself. You are. Jessica, I totally get it because I'm kind of the same way when it comes to being. I have dreams about like being panicked that I don't know my lines for a play um, and everyone's judging me. Uh, so it's kind of like the same kind of dream, like you're afraid that you're not going to be prepared mm, sure. and it has to do with your productivity. So you're super into trying to organize yourself and you might think that you have everything covered. Sometimes you're feeling really good. And this kind of determines how you feel about your entire day is whether or not you're going to be able to complete your tasks to be productive, whether it be with your family or your actual job or your personal life. And so you just have a big fear about not being able to get all the tasks done. So that can apply to a whole bunch of things like, did I buy the tickets for the vacation? Did I, you know, a lot of aspects of your life. So I hope that helps you over 20 years. Jessica, believe in yourself because you are perfect. Yeah, you are. Should we do one more? Yeah, let's do one more. This is an easy one and it's quick. And it comes from our listener, Megan who says, messaging regarding my son's dream. He is 12 and has a dream he was kidnapped on his way to the bus one morning. So this is her. Yes. Okay, so I would say, and I am sort of, I've get, gotten a tip off here about his age. So um, So that helps you. It does help me, but I kind of wish I didn't know it because oh, okay. I've already interpreted this as so... When you're in a vehicle, you are, that's your body. Okay. Okay. And um, being kidnapped or being a victim of somebody who's trying to change you. So you have changes going on with your body that you're afraid of, i.e. puberty. Oh, so this is perfect timing for this kind of dream. It is perfect timing. So he's freaked out about, and you might not, Megan, you might not want to tell him that. Like, oh, I had your dream interpreted, and it sounds like you feel weird about puberty. Do you know what is so creepy? And I don't want to take away from Megan's moment, no, so hopefully fine. that was helpful for her. But when I was a teenager, one of the like dreams that I remember like vividly is I we pulled into a parking lot in a friend's car. A friend was driving. I think it was like a friend's mom, and then a friend, and then me. And we pull into a parking lot, and then there was an airplane overhead, and then I got kidnapped. I think that's how it went. And then, like, the next day I had that dream. We pulled into a parking lot. Or I didn't have that dream. I, We actually, I was friend, or mom, friend's mom driving, friend, me, airplane. I thought I was going to get kidnapped. Because oh I was like, gosh. the next step in this dream is kidnap. 
I didn't get kidnapped, oh, no. obviously. Oh. But that, now I wonder, maybe it was just because I was going through puberty. Well, it could be. Yeah. I mean, because there's someone else driving a car. You're in the car, but you don't feel like you're in control of what's yeah. going on because you're not the driver. Yeah. So it's kind of like the same dream. So I would maybe, I don't know how to deal with boys in puberty because I had a girl and that's a lot easier. So Megan, he's afraid because it's like, so the bus is like, Think about that. It's not a car. It's something bigger. And that re- and it can inhabit a bunch of different parts of himself inside of it. So it's like all the people within him he's is going like through stuff. He's going through the, you know, it's the it's the time. Yeah. And and kidnapping. He's not going to be kidnapped. That's also a fear you have, like yeah. that you became become cognizant of. I think when you're around that age, like there are predators out there. Yeah. When you're carefree and you're six years old, you don't think about that as much. So. He's probably taking a fear that just exists, but then it's applying to things that he doesn't want to think about, which is puberty. Don, thank you so much. How can listeners get in on the Dream Action? Uh, you can email me, and I am behind right now. I will admit those were from like two weeks ago, just because I want to try to get to everyone's if it if, if it can help. So you might not hear from me for a month. <laughs> but this time, every Wednesday is when I interpret dreams, so you can always download the podcast to see if your dream has been interpreted. And you can email me on our website. Send an email. Keep it brief. Keep it uh, recent. When we come back, we're heading back to Brittany. Why? Not because TMZ is doing a uh, horrible investigative report. No. We have to talk about allegedly mm, that memoir she's writing has some pretty juicy stories in it. We'll tell you about one when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Remember that one time on Jason and Alexis? Now look, I don't have hate in my heart for Katy Perry. I I enjoy her music. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my friends at Alight. We are Alight.org, an amazing organization based right here in the Twin Cities who spreads out across the globe to help people. It's a little bit more than just helping people. It's specifically people who are displaced. People like you and me who are forced to leave everything they know behind, often in a moment's notice. I mean, truly imagine what that must feel like. I've seen firsthand the work Alight does on the ground in places where folks are arriving from war-torn parts of the world or in parts affected by climate change. They are there doing what they call the doable, and they do that better than almost anyone on the ground, helping people in the moment, providing resources that they need. And resources, things like shelter, water, food, but so much more. And oftentimes, hope. Head to wearealight.org today. And thank you. It's Laura with Hepner's Auto Body and Glass. And with winter in the rearview mirror, summer driving season is just ahead. Stop into one of Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. You're listening to My Talk 1071. We love to talk about entertainment here. And of course, Britney Spears has been the subject of entertainment. And well, we feel like TMZ is kind of picking on her right now. Um, we talked about that earlier in the first hour. And then there's this memoir that's supposed to come out that we don't know when it's going to come out. Yeah, so I was reading the internets yesterday and I came across this story that apparently this memoir, which we referenced yesterday that Brittany is allegedly supposedly writing, but it's been written, but we don't know that. However, there was a tree shortage (laughs) and then we found out that people were trying to sue her to stop it. I mean, I don't know what the actual story is, but another story to add to that pile of unknown is that according to a source in Los Angeles, 
Brittany is throwing out thoughts on her encounters with Colin Farrell. <gasps> and apparently what? it involves, I know, shock. Whoa. Uh, it, in- it involves an inappropriate gift. And so I'm like, what is this story? I don't remember <laughs> the relationship she had with Colin Farrell, but it goes all the I don't think the- it was an open one. What do you mean? Open? I don't think that she... In I public? Mean, no. Well, apparently they had a brief romance in 2003. Okay. I don't. I did not know that, but the story claims that that is the case. And apparently in her memoir, she sets the record straight on a rumor. Now, did either of you know that there was a rumor that Colin Farrell had sent Britney Spears a bumper sticker? No. No. The bumper sticker said, honk if you've slept with Colin Farrell. Can you imagine somebody sending you like, hey, I got I you this bumper sticker. sticker. I want it. I want it on a T-shirt. Honk if I've uh, slept with Colin Farrell. It's, it's just an odd gift, if that is in fact true. Maybe a gag gift, if you will, or oh. something you can buy on Timu for 68 cents. Uh, remember the eights, Mike? Okay, yeah. so he apparently, that is Colin Farrell, John. 69 cents. No, we're not doing that. Uh, Farrell, it's always the eights. Farrell, that is Colin Farrell, tried to make peace with Brittany after he sent her his wild bumper sticker. Oh, God. But apparently, this is so weird. So I went on, so like so far I'm reading and I'm like, I don't, I don't, what are they saying that somebody's saying this or is this in the book? And by the way, where's the damn book and how are you getting a hold of it? Right. The Los Angeles source tells the son, quote, Brittany has worked her way through the extraordinarily emotional challenges and troubles of her life in the 2000s for the book. Those were especially tough recollections. The ones about Colin Farrell sending her a bumper sticker? And challenging days to cover those experiences. But, Dawn, during those heady days, who is the source that's using terms like heady? I don't know. But during those heady days, Dawn, Brittany also had many other adventures as a single lady including an experience with Colin. And she is keen to get her time with Colin laid down on paper and presented from her perspective. She's been wanting to set the record straight for a long time. Wait, I thought the book was already written, Dawn. You're speechless. I I think if she does put out the book, the billboard should be honk if you've slept with Colin Farrell. Get Britney Spears' book now. (laughs) Wouldn't that be fun? I think this is a hilarious gift. That's my problem with yeah, this. Yeah, I, I don't, but I, I, like, you're absolutely right. It's a hilarious gift. Also, what the heck does it have to do with anything? There's nothing shocking about that. And why would that keep the book from coming out? Because oh. it goes on to say, at that time, he was the hottest young actor in Hollywood. And, she, and also, can I just point this out? Because this is where I'm taking us. Yeah. If we haven't already gotten there. Yeah. This sounds like a piece of the book. This sounds like somebody writing a book it about is. this story, right? So they know a part of so, the book. Yeah. Go on. They know a part of the book, and they're just wanting to say, hey, here's the part of the book. But they're yeah. making it into a story like that it has something to do with the legality, the, why yeah. the book isn't coming out. Maybe. And yeah. um, maybe speculating that, and also putting this moral judgment on it. Yeah. Which is stupid. It just, as I was reading, I was like, this source sounds like they're just reading, like, I, I, like, I feel like I'm reading a book, because it goes on, and I'll be brief. At that time, or not, because we got time. At that time, he was the, Colin Farrell, was the hottest young star in Hollywood, and she was swept away by the romance of him taking a shine to her. People forget that when she was not, that she was not that experienced with boys or the dating game. So when they had their fling, she was taken aback by how nonchalant and disconnected he was. (laughs) She was shocked at how treated it, 
how he treated it all like a joke. And when the car sticker came through, she was deeply annoyed and also angered. She hated the fact that some people were laughing at her. Colin did try and make peace with her later, trying to explain his over-the-top behavior was down to his own life issues and battles with drugs and temptation. But Brittany will get the final word. Like, again, is somebody just writing a PR piece to promote this memoir, which we don't even know where it is? It's so much information and detail. It's just like you don't it's you can't possibly know all of these things and how she feels. You're speculating that she like it was 2003 and she was very innocent and she didn't have any experience with boys. All of that is made up. Okay, It's made up. It isn't true necessarily because nobody actually knows that except for Brittany. Well, unless she wrote the book. And and so they're taking an excerpt? The thing, yeah, this this reads to me like an excerpt from the book. And what I mean by that is, clearly she didn't write the book. I'm sorry, I just think, like Prince Harry, probably had a ghostwriter. Sure. Think, uh, go out on a limb with me. Mm-hmm. Think perhaps that people connected to conservatorship who are still in control might have their hands on this book, which would make a lot of money. Yeah for the people who have control of her finances absolutely, and them trying to get titillating tidbits out into the media about the book that'll titillate and make it's us want to like, read we it. We want to know who Britney Spears slept with period would encourage people to want to read the book, which would ultimately lead to better sales because I will go on to say in this piece about Britney. And if you just joined us, we're talking about all these stories that seem to be percolating about this memoir out of nowhere again after we thought this was not happening and then we were told it was. It goes on to talk about not just Colin Farrell, but it also says, the insider also says, there are other men in Britney's sights with her memoir that include Justin Timberlake, Fred Durst, Jared Leto, and Wade Robson. She will also address her connection to girls. I think they're called women. Girls, especially after her famous kiss with Madonna. This is all titillating behavior. It's like Jamie Spears is clickety-clacking from a typewriter somewhere Let in Louisiana. Let me exploit Louisiana. my daughter's sexuality again it's for like, the 50th time. What do you want to read? Of course, you want to read about all the men she slept with and all the girls she fought with. Yeah. like it Or just, slept with as well. Yeah. That's what also I read into that, her experience with girls. Well, because she kissed Madonna Because she kissed Madonna, Madonna and then it opened up something. She's, she's a like, lesbian. Forget Colin Farrell. Oh, man. Uh, The talk is also how Britney will address rumors of her hooking up with women. Oh, look. How much (laughs) she will tell is down to the legal team. Again, somebody's trying to titillate you, Don. Can you titillate somebody? Sure. It just sounds inappropriate. Well, I mean, it depends on if it's in the workplace. Do you titillate or get titillated? Well, you can titillate somebody, can't you? With their permission. Uh, Absolutely, but not at work. Yeah. So in your personal life? Technically, I think you can titillate wherever you are. Yeah. You don't need a license. Um, No. Anyway, so this this I think I think and tell me what you think. It sounds like somebody's got the goods and they're trying to get our attention. But this is the problem with it. If they are a secret PR firm for Britney's book. You, this, Name Jamie not, Lin, or Jamie Spears. They're so not doing it the right way. You need a release date before you start saying all this stuff because we. Do you are think that's the that problem were, though? Is that they're trying? They like they're doing this like guerrilla campaign because they don't have. I don't know. There's something that maybe they don't have full access. It's bad PR. You know, like you don't want to talk about something that you don't already have planned and in place. Well, Simon and Schuster needs to step up. 
Because yeah. aren't they the ones that were connected to this book? Yeah. I believe so. so somebody right? over at Simon yep. & Schuster should be able to tell us. Are they like, oh my God, we're not even publishing it, or... <laughs> Oh my God! Quit! You've already asked it's us an eight e-book times. That's Jamie published Spears. by by JS. Like Jamie Spears company. wrote this, and they're like, "We talked to him, but we're not doing it." Yeah. I wish they would just come out and say it. Well, I I I am convinced we are going to hear more about this story sooner rather than later. Speaking of stories that are coming sooner rather than later, sitcom finale week is here. It's actually like sitcom finale month. We'll talk about that in your favorite sitcoms when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Where talk is fun. We really had some good times, huh? We had some great times. My Talk 1071. Everything.